Alrighty, grab your Bibles, hold them up. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. All right, we got to try this again. Are we awake today? All right, are we ready? One, I'm not. All right, this is my Bible. God's holy word. I can be what it wants me to be. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not leave the safe. All right, Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. This is like school, isn't it? No one wants to be here on such a nice day. We all want to be outside playing. Hebrews 10, 25. My boys this week have not been into doing school. Nice weather has a tendency to do that. Abby, have you wanted to do school this week? Or you want to go outside and play at the park like my boys? Every day, let's go to the park. Let's go to the park. Oh. All right, Hebrews 10. The girls up here, they're, they're all very studious. They, they don't want to go play at a park. They want to be stuck inside doing school all day. All right, Hebrews 10, 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We're going to be... In our series about upward, moving upward, we looked at uh, confession and then guidance. Today is worship. Worship. Confession, admitting our sins to ourselves, to God, to others. Then guidance is hearing God's word, voice, and discerning his will. Today, drawing worship, drawing near to God through adoration and holy living. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you this morning. Again, we're thankful for today, Lord. Just pray that you'd be honored, glorified, Lord, that we would be encouraged today. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Drawing near to God through adoration and holy living. Uh, We refer to what's going on right now in as the worship service and we have we had better be worshiping god today but can i tell you that for one hour a day that's that's a part of but that's not authentic true complete worship are we drawing near to god through our adoration every day through our holy living Every day. Remember, holy doesn't mean perfect. It means set apart. Each and every day. Is it evident that there's something different, that there's something set apart about you? You know, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through, right? Look over at John chapter number 4. Verse number 23. But the hour is come and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Again, why did God create this mess? I mean, he knew from the beginning. 
that it was going to get messed up. I mean, if you, as an adult or, you know, control of something in your life, kids, you know, you're guinea pigs. If you knew that your guinea pigs were going to mess up their cage that bad and bring you that much heartache and that much sorrow and that much pain and, and everything, would, would you have done it? Listen, God knew. Listen, before he ever started this, he knew, God, Jesus knew that he's going to have to come and die. If you knew that if you started something, that you're going to have to die for it. Listen, there's a, there's a uh, military people, you know, they, they, you know, when they sign up for the military, they're in the, whether they realize it or not, hopefully they do, the back of their mind, you know, I could die for this. Possibly. But I wonder how many would actually do it if they knew for sure that they were going to have to, that they weren't, there's, it's over with. I'm going to, this thing that I'm trying to accomplish, freedom that I'm trying to protect, people I'm trying to save, I'm going to have to die for them. There's no other recourse of action. It's not a possibility, it's a guarantee. Would we do it? You want to know why Jesus did all this? Because he wanted true, authentic people to worship him. Angels, well, they have to. That's messing up, isn't it? Now is the time where the with those that are true, not fake, not we've got our fire insurance and we're good now. Not we want to look good in, in society. True worshipers to worship him. Look at Matthew chapter number four. Verse number 10. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. There's two kinds of worshiping, if you will. Two kinds of knowing To know and to know about. And I'm afraid that the vast majority of people, saved even, they know about God. They don't know God. Our relationship with God on earth is pictured through marriage. And the Bible tells what husbands what, dwell with them your wife according to knowledge. So when you, when you were dating and getting to know each other and probably even the first few years of marriage, you know about your wife. 
You didn't know your life. Well, you know, her favorite color, that's knowing about her. So, and I'm, I'm not trying to belittle it because everybody starts there, but this can be very superficial. To know about God. Can I remind you that the Bible says that the devils know about God. They believe in God. But they're still devil. They're still on their way to hell. Listen, there's a difference between believing in and believing on. There's a difference between knowing and no, just knowing about. We look at this pew. Well, I, I, I believe in this pew. I know about this pew and all of that. But listen, until you get on it. Better hope it holds me, right? Listen, we, there's a difference between no, believing in it and believing on it. You, you came in and you sat down on your pew. You, you took the believing in to the next stage. You believed on it. It was going to hold you. That you, when you pigged out last night and those extra five pounds or whatever... That's what God, listen, God's, God's tired of it. The Old Testament, the vicious circle that was the nation of Israel. They get themselves in, in, in trouble. They turn to God. God delivers them from the persecutors. They serve God for one generation. Next generation comes along, everything is, is completely okay. So they forget about God. Next generation, they are worshiping false gods. God sends slavery. They repent. God frees them. I mean, that's, that was the circle of the nation of Israel. And it had gotten to the point where <laughs> prophets went, got up and said, listen, God doesn't want you to rend your garments anymore. He's tired of fake. Don't rend your garments, rend your heart. It's time for real and authentic. See, to... Know about means that you're still in control. You're going to pick and choose what you want to know about. I always tell you that I didn't enjoy school until I got to the high school where I could what, choose the subjects that I was interested in. Why? Because I was in control. Guess what subjects I didn't choose? English. I ain't choosing English. I don't have one iota of interest in them. But that's, that's still control. In order to know God, you have to surrender to Him. Look at Jeremiah. Chapter number 29. Verse number 12. Then shall ye call on Me, and ye shall go and pray unto Me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with your whole heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity and will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. But when we serve the Lord with our whole heart, when it's just not outward, 
When it's not just looking good on, on Sunday morning for an hour. When it's our lifestyle. James chapter number 4. Verse number 8. Draw nigh to me, or draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double minded. See, if we don't, if we simply know about God and we don't know God, It's going to prevent us from the one thing that we say we want. How many uh, Psalms and Proverbs and even in in the Pauline epistles, uh, cleanse me, fill me, open me. That we are completely exposed. We don't, we don't like to be exposed. They say that when you have a dog or whatever, if the dog runs up and gives you his belly, what, what does that mean? He's completely, he's completely vulnerable. That he trusts you. Listen, that's kind of what God wants. God wants us to run to his throne of grace and give give. Give him our belly. Because we, we know that nothing he's going to do is going to hurt us. Psalms chapter number O God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee, my flesh longeth for Thee in a dry, thirsty land where no water is, to see Thy power and Thy glory, so I have seen Thee in the sanctuary. Because Thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise Thee. Thus will I bless Thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in Thy name, my soul shall be satisfied as with morrow and fatness, with mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed in meditation of thee in the night watches. What does it what does true authentic worship look like to what does it really look like to know God patience in his presence we don't again I told you the other week <laughs> I hate praying for patience I mean I want the exact amount of patience that God wants me to have obviously but I don't want any extra because I know what happens when you start asking for patience prepared to worship, to gather to worship. 
I know I haven't said it in a while, but listen, uh, uh, Sunday morning worship at least, and it's true of any time, to be honest with you, is a Saturday night decision. Listen, you've got to prepare to worship. Listen, I, I got four kids in my house. We can start baths at like 3 o'clock on Saturday. Why? Because uh, they have to prepare to worship. Clothes are set out Saturday night for Sunday morning. What? Prepared. And listen, I realize that those, those are just physical examples. But listen, spiritually speaking, prepare for worship. Get up and, and do your devotion. Why? Because I'm going to have to, I have to go out into this world and I have to show this world that there's something different about me. I have to worship God. I have to prepare myself for that. For the, I have to prepare myself for the onslaught of the devil. I have to prepare myself for whatever is going to come my way to make sure that I respond correctly. So it, 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 it's not an accident. Well, you know, I really wish that... Are you preparing? We see, we preach against evolution. You know, God created everything. But listen... So many times on our spiritual level, that's what, that's what we expect. We expect just to evolve into being a good Christian. And I, I know that kind of, on the surface that seems to go against what I've been saying lately of let God. But I'm talking about let God, but you have to prepare yourself to let God. Do what he wants to do, what he needs to do. We got to gather in power, all power is given unto you in heaven and in earth. What did what did Jesus uh, tell the disciples? Listen, I'm going to give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So I full control. Then why are we living like we're not in control, that we don't have power? We're constantly living in fear. And it, it, can, it can creep up on us so easily. But listen, you're a child of God. Just like that bully that, that's picking on a little kid so the big brother is standing in the shadows. The bully sees the big brother, but you don't. The little brother doesn't. Listen, cultivating a holy dependence. Are you, are you dependent on God? Again, we don't like that. We like to be very self-sustained. This was a, a, a few years ago. And at the time it was written, I, I didn't really believe it, but I, I'm beginning to believe it more and more with the events of this world. They say that there's no superpower left on earth. So there's no superpower left on earth that we have become such a society that we're, we're dependent on one another. If China goes under, we're all going under. If Russia goes under, we're all going under. If America goes under, we're all going under. What? There's, no, there's no superpower left. There's no country that can sustain itself. 
But it, or we have a dependence on God as Christians. Do we think we, again, 90% of the time we're like, okay, God, I got this. I got this. I tell, uh, the, when, the, when the Bible talks about, you know, the, the woman being the weaker vessel, listen, I, I know there are tough women out there. I'm, there's women out there that can beat the living daylights out of me. Okay? I, I'm not denying that. But if you, listen, men, I know there's not that many of any of us this morning, but if you didn't have to, why, why would you want to if you didn't have like, if, if you didn't have to get, go into the oil fields and work that type of job, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. Obviously, you got to provide for your family. you got to do what you got to do. Go into the coal mines. Nevin had to work in the industry with asbestos and it messed him up. I mean, it did. Messed up a lot of people. If you didn't have to, then why would you want to? Honor, right? Giving honor unto the... Listen, <laughs> I do my best. And if I'm not there, normally Clayton's there. Kendra doesn't pump her own gas. Why would you want to get that nasty smell on you if you don't have to? It's not that she can't pump her own gas. And all of these things. But we need a holy dependence on God to do, to do the things that, yeah, Obviously, there are things that we can't do, but are we dependent on him for the things that we can do? But he says, you don't have to do? Let me do it. How easy our life would be if we just let God do everything that he said he was going to do. Even if we could do it. Even though we can do it. We still let him do it. Listen, learning to sacrifice. That's part of worship. Learning to sacrifice. You, you can ask Kendra. I am not good at making a decision with a quote-unquote lesser of two evils. You give me a bad choice and a bad choice and a, not, not, not a wrong, I'm not talking about a sinful choice. I'm talking about just like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. I'm not really all that hungry. Well, do you want burgers or tacos? I just said I wasn't that hungry. I can't, I can't make that decision right now. You're, if, if you do this, then this is the positive, the positive, the positive, but then there's the negative. And if you do this, there's different positives, but there's different negatives. I'm not good at making those decisions. Why? Because I don't want to sacrifice. I want all the positive and none of the negative. And I think that's true of, of everybody, right? We don't necessarily want the negative. We're not good at sacrifice. Part of worship is learning to sacrifice. You're not going to get everything you want. 
my parents have uh, it's been a while while ago now, but they built their retirement home and like we're gonna build it exactly the way that we wanted. And so I mean they built it from scratch and, and you know what happened? They didn't get everything they wanted. They had to make some sacrifices. Hey, but this is their last home that they're ever going to live in, or whatever you want to say. Part of worship is learning to sacrifice. That his needs, that the church's needs, that the community's needs come before our needs. See, worship begins with holy acceptance and ends with holy obedience. Okay, God. That's the way that it's got to be. Then here we go. And I'm going to do it. You're there in, in Psalm 63. Look at verse number three. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Anticipation. Anticipation of an event is an event itself. whether it was your wedding day or the day that you graduate from school or the day that a kid is born or, or you know, the day you finally land your dream job or the day you retire from the military. <laughs> anticipation of an event. But that anticipation of that big day, that's... What do they say? that big days in life are made up of a bunch of little days? The anticipation. The worship... You got to prepare for it, and obviously, when we generally when we refer to worship, we refer to the time when we all gather together in the church building. Are you anticipating that? Are you, as you prepare for that, you're getting excited. You're all of those things that are going, all those emotions that you feel. Well, that that's part of worship. Listen, in, in the office studying, there are just some times where I just, because I, 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 overwhelmed, if you will. Because, listen, God gives me something, and I get to give it to you, and I'm anticipating that. That's worship. The anticipation of the event is an event. Matthew chapter number four. Matthew chapter number four. Verse number 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. From what time? This is, this is the end of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. From that time. 
It's not yet. Anticipation. Listen, it's that it, it's going to happen. Do you get excited when you think about the rapture? The the, the event. Again, your wedding day, your graduation day, the day your kid's born. You get get a listen, I, I didn't think too much about it, to be honest with you. I apologize to Kendra Public. I didn't really, and, and she she knows this. Well, listen, we got married January fourth, and I went home for Christmas, and I was driving back like a week before the wedding, and it finally hit me in a good way. I'm not saying that. You get excited about it. From that time. Listen, the kingdom of God is at hand. Does the idea of the rapture get us excited? I told you a, a few weeks ago, I, I obviously it hasn't happened yet, so maybe I got my hopes up, but I was just waiting for the headline to read Zelensky suffers head wound survives. Because I'm like, that's the Antichrist, and we're getting really close to going home. Obviously, I. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Do you are you getting excited? Revelation, chapter number seven. <clears throat> Verse number nine. After this I beheld and lo a great multitude with which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne, before the Lamb clothed with white robes and psalms in their hands. And they cried a loud voice, saying to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And if that doesn't make you joyful, if that doesn't make you happy. Can I tell you that you're, you are not worshiping God? We're getting out of this mess. If, we're not, if, that, if you're not anticipating that. Listen, the, the Bible says that, that there's going to be a crown for those that look for his appearing. Do you long? Not talking that you're suicidal, okay? But are you? You just this world's messed up. And yeah, while I'm here, I'm going to do my best to make sure that's not as messed up as it could be. But it's it's messed up. Joy, Acts chapter number three. Verse number six. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, 
walking and leaping and praising God. Skip down to verse number 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye have delivered up, denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But he denied the Holy One and the just, and desire a murderer to be granted unto you, and kill the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know, Yea, the faith by which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I bolt that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before hath showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Listen. Today, are we anticipating things that have not yet come? That's part of worship. Be, be thankful, yes, be thankful for what God did. Part of worship. There's so many different parts. If we're constantly focused on the past and on the present, we're not going to have very much joy. Because the past, you used to be a sinner. The present, this world's messed up. It's the future that should get us excited. It's the future that should motivate us to listen. If you if you don't get saved, you're you're in trouble. It's the future. Listen, I I realize that you know you're scared right now that I might have a bug and, and you've got a no soliciting sign and you gotta be aware of dog sign, but listen, and I'm gonna be wise, I'm gonna be cautious, I'm gonna be careful, but listen, I love you. And I want to make sure, because this, you get 70 years on this earth, then it's over. You, get, you, you have to go somewhere for all eternity. So that should motivate us, the future. We get, we get stuck in our own heads. I was talking to a friend of mine this week. It's so many times we get stuck inside our own heads. We, we, don't, we don't see the whole picture. Really, you know, and listen, it's not that, you know, nobody's life is perfect, but sometimes it feels like other people's life is better than yours. Realizing that no one's life is perfect. But we don't know the, because we can only see a small. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. Can I... And I'm not trying to belittle anything to do with God, but I'm just using this as an illustration. Listen, He knows the beginning from the end. You want to talk about seeing the big picture. He sees the whole picture at one time. 
I realize that we, we, we can't grasp this, but just imagine. Imagine being able to see 10,000 years of human existence in one moment. I mean, just the whole picture. Worship Him. Because He can. He can see the whole picture. Worship Him because He took care of your past. Worship Him because of the future. And do all of that in the presence. Each and every day. Get up. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to do the best that I can do. I'm going to do my best to present a life that's set apart for a purpose. So I can have a testimony to the world. But there's, there is something better. Yeah, this world's messed up. But listen, there's something better. If we do that every day, we're, we're worshiping God the way that He wants to be worshipped. Listen, and if you're, if you're not doing what the person in authority wants done the way they want it done, you're not doing it right. Listen, there's, there's a lot of society that may be doing what God requires of them, but they're not doing it the way God requires it. Listen, Cain and Abel, listen, he brought a sacrifice. He did what he was supposed to do. But he didn't do it the way that he was supposed to do it. And what happened was rejected. God said, no. It did, did not meet the qualifications and so it's not what I want. He didn't get, he did not worship God even though he did what he was supposed to do. Because he didn't do it the way he was supposed to do it. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you.